0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sandstil here. Back again with another episode of After 5 at Jumix. So as usual, there's two hosts in this show. One is me, Sandstil. And the other one is...
1: Diana. I'm here.
0: Oh, yeah. So last episode, we talked about how do we strategize our business strategy and marketing strategy to use in Instagram. So we share a lot of different tips and strategies back in the previous episode. And Deanna and I share a lot of tips that you can actually use in your business and also your Instagram profile. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about, you know.
1: Basically, we we talked, we shared um, a lot of tips, actually, almost 10 of them that is um, usable even without the change of algorithm, um, the change of any technical updates on the platform. So, if you are interested on how you to grow your Instagram in 2020 and beyond, of course, do check that second episode out. Um, one thing we know that on the second episode, we sounded very, very intense. So, in this episode, we're going to um, have more conversations happening.
0: And today, our episode title is... Yeah. consumer behavior in 2020 and how do we tackle them and if you think that this episode we sounded much better it's because i've invested a lot of money <laughs> in setting up this studio right here
1: yes we are sitting in a state of art state of the art studio right now <laughs> with um, very you know uh, equipments that cost thousands of ringgit. so hopefully whatever that we are doing now is gonna really benefit a lot of people out there
0: yes so i think let's jump into our topics today okay so first thing what is consumer behavior deanna
1: wow consumer behavior it's more towards i think psychological factors of what influence uh, consumers to make their decision purchase wow i think i sound like the textbook (laughs)
0: leo Yes, actually, I think um, in a more casual way, consumer behavior is something you you have to learn that how people react, you know, to whatever message or whatever products you're selling out there. So if, if you don't understand how consumer behavior works, it's really hard for you to, you know, formulate strategy to sell your things, sell your stuff. So today we're going to share a lot of different perspectives and, you know, topics about consumer behavior and hopefully these things that we're just going to casually talk about can help you, you know, inspire you to change some of your business strategy or even in your daily life or how you see the world it is, right? Yeah. so
1: I think it, it, it will give people some direction of how to actually create. I know like for market- marketers like us, we always think of, a lot of campaigns, and we are trying to link the dots, connect a lot of things together. And um, for whatever that we're going to share today, it has been um, in trend for 2019, of course, but we could see that this will also be coming up in the change in 2020 and beyond because in 2019, I think, we, I believe that. Everything is about brand, uh, about awareness. Like everything is about, yeah. oh yeah, did you know this and that? But are they really doing the change or not? I think it's gonna happen in twenty twenty and forward.
0: Yeah, if if you take a look at what's happening around us mm. for the past ten years, people are not so aware of whatever is happening. You know, they they know something is happening, but then they are not really. They don't feel the pain yet. Yeah. But I think these recent years, you have those like Amazon. Forest fires, hmm. and you have in Australia. There, are also some forest fires hmm. going on, right? And all this pollution has made people to really aware of the climate change, yeah. and we are actually damaging the planet Earth for real. And what I appreciate is that actually some parties and some government, like Penang hmm. government, they are actually putting out so much effort, you no, know, to help the environment to be a better place, like back in 10 years ago we have this kind of no plastic day when it just started out do you still remember
1: yeah i remember like not using uh getting charged for plastic bags even yeah, now you still you get were charged. Just kids right yeah I, I was still a kid yes <laughs> i'm very young okay okay <laughs> but uh yeah i remember i had to pay like 20 cents i think it's yes. still the same right now but then they're yeah. gonna change it to one ringgit in in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure when are they going to start, but I've been seeing like news portals saying sharing that um, plastic bags will be more expensive in the future because they really want to stop people from using it. And the reason behind that is, of course, they do see the change in people, you know, stop using plastic bags and using recycle bags instead.
0: Yes. And, and because they, they actually started out by just having Mondays. Yeah. Mondays the no plastic bags and then they just gradually changing it to every day. And I think when it first started, it actually made people's life very miserable because they're so used to, you know, using plastic bag. I go to Pasamalam, I I need a plastic bag. I go to tapau, Economic Rice, I need a plastic bag. But right now, what changed now is people actually, they will bring their own container. What I see in Penang is that even myself, I will bring, although it looks uncle or auntie, (laughs) right, right? Those kind of stainless steel containers. But then I actually take the effort to really, go out. When I go Tapao, I actually bring up those containers because I really hate using plastic bags right now. So I think it's a good effort the government has put out.
1: Yeah, I think we really do see the positive change in, in having this effort being pushed out to Malaysians and especially in Penang. We just don't get why we have we need plastic bags nowadays like even sometimes when I go to grocery stores or, or even to Waxons or Guardian and then I forgot to bring my uh, recycle bag I would rather just you know just carry it around <laughs> and then walk around everywhere oh, of course it yes. looks very, very like why don't you just get a bag but uh, to me it's like I would rather lo, you know that kind mm. of that yeah, kind of I, mindset I, is I hate this.
0: myself if I yeah, consume like so many why? plastic bags yeah. exactly the only usage plastic bag for me is rubbish mm. I mean the trash and mm. so on yeah
1: Yeah, so, um, I think that in green consumerism, it's gonna be, it's gonna be more about change in, in future because now we know what is happening, what is happening when we use plastic bags and plastic items. We are cutting down on cutleries. Like, if you see all those, apps like um, Grab food. Grab food, Yes, yeah. they have this switch there that yes, you can the, the setting that
0: lets you, you know, don't, don't ask the guy to bring any plastic calorie, right?
1: Exactly. I think that's a very good effort. Like it's just a small thing but imagine of how much plastic you can actually cut down from just the effort itself. So in terms of consumer behavior, even being more green could change how a consumer would, would want to patronize your store or not. I, I remember like a few friends of mine, when they see people using plastic bags very often or all that, they would just say, ah, I don't want to go to that shop because they use a lot of plastic, you know, stuff or calories. They would rather go to somewhere else that might be more further away or even more expensive than to rather, you know, consume in a store that still uses all this kind of plastics
0: yes but especially when there's like all this boba milk tea pest going on there's so much plastic produced every day what one, one cup is how many yeah how many grams of plastic are they producing each cup right so people who actually care about the environment they will i bring guess their own cup um since in
1: 2020 and beyond more consumers will be the millennials and they are mostly from maybe as young as 22 to 37. They are usually more aware of all this stuff because they are educated in terms of how the brands actually um, create awareness, you know, campaigns and campaign and all that. So, um,
0: and uh, for your information, I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, our uh, sense is very afraid that people think he's very old. <laughs> but he is a millennial and he's happy that he's, he's a millennial. He's even under the category of yeah, youth late.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, he that's, has that, to strongly I uh, highlight to this point. whatever you just said, you know, about people care about the green. Because we are inside this category of consumer as well.
1: Yeah, but um, I'm sure you're stuck in between people who really yes, don't care yes. and actually, people who actually, care, especially right in
0: your age. In between of these two generations. So I somehow don't care at first <laughs> okay. and then I start to care. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> why, why, What what changed you?
0: Actually, um, because you, you can see there's a lot of environment change, climate change, you know. Like in, in Malaysia, the country we live in is getting hotter and hotter. It's really unbearable. It's getting unbearable. So I think every one of us we could do something even if it's very minor. We have to actually we have to do something just to you know the world can become a better place.
1: Yeah. I think um, millennials are see- are doing the change instead of just listening to what you know the campaigns are doing what brands are saying. They are really taking it in and trying to put it into their life and changing a culture or something in, in some aspect. So um, in terms of what what trends or how you can tackle consumers in future, we all know that the younger people like us are also yes. growing up. <laughs> we, are, we are also growing up to actually have more purchasing power and how we choose our brands and where we are patronizing our money in. So um, having... Green consumerism is very important for any business at all. I, I do feel this way. Like in terms of for us in Jomex, like what we what do we do to help, you know, green.
0: Yeah, anything? I think we we did a lot of things in the office mm. too, you know, going the green approach. We cut down a lot of paper usage. What we do is just we use PDF file, word file. Then we also don't use plastic other than the trash can and so on. And yeah, we, we have a lot. We also plant. Yeah. We also have different plants in the office, <laughs> we although do. just a small office. Yeah, I think all all these minor things will really help to contribute to you know the bigger picture of a green world.
1: Yeah, actually, now looking at it, I don't think any one of us would use a plastic bag. Like I have never seen anyone yes. just walk into the office with a plastic bag before.
0: Yeah, no. Like,
1: look at uh, my two colleagues sitting next to me. They have a recycle bag that they bring everywhere they go. Every day, they, they just bring a recycle bag, like auntie. But, you know, they, they just do it.
0: Yeah, we, I think all of us here, we hate using plastic bags, and we are very green. What do you call that?
1: you are trying our best to, to, to be more green, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and, and we actually have a bubble tea enthusiast in <laughs> the office. Uh, She has her own... Straw. she has her a own cup. bottle and she was even complaining how uh, when she went to a bubble milk tea shop and they don't actually want oh, to really? use it. Yeah, they don't want to use their, their her metal bottle and then she oh. was like furious.
0: Wow, that, that's ri- ridiculous. Why yeah. they wouldn't let her use the...
1: <laughs> Maybe next time we should interview her to actually okay. share which brands use uh, are, allowed, <laughs> uh, are allowing you to use recycled bottles and which are not. I guess these are the things that all brands and consumers are trying to relate to. So yes. if you are a big brand and you're not doing this, then of course you're going to get the pinch.
0: Yes, because you know, um, as millennials and gen, even Gen Z, they are growing up right now. And for 2020 and beyond, these are the big groups of people that will be your consumer. They will be your customers. So if they are concerned about this kind of stuff, you really need to put some effort in doing this kind of green approach. Mm. and stuff
1: speaking about this even for what I've mentioned just now that uh, our colleague actually went to a shop and they don't give you know they don't allow you to use your recycle uh, bottles it's also almost like uh, customer experience which I think would be a very big change because you could see whenever you go, like my colleague would say, "tapping, ping, xa ping. You know, tapping ping means... Uh, <laughs> bad it, review. Yeah, it's a, it means bad review because we all know that it's so easily you know, right on our fingertips and in our phones, we can easily give a comment or a rating to any brands or, or stores out there. Like whenever they're doing something very stupid, then we we'll just say, oh yeah, they're doing this stupid. Then then we'll just give them one star. And, and it actually changes a lot of consumer behavior out there. Like imagine yourself checking for a restaurant and then suddenly you just see one star rating. You'd be like, nope, I'm not going there.
0: Yes. So, so what are you saying is that because the millennials, they, they depend heavily on, you know, these kind of apps or tech, or their computers. So before they even visit a store, they actually need to do their research and look for the review, look at what people have experienced before they actually go and do it. It's not like people who are, you know, from maybe Gen X or the baby boomers, what they do, if they want to grab a coffee, they just walk into a coffee shop and have their coffee there. They don't yeah. care so much about what's happened to other people.
1: Yeah, and one thing about, you know, the older generation, like the elderly, they would uh, rather focus on what people say. Like they are very, very word of mouth kind of, mm. kind of like consumers. Referral. Yeah, and to us, we don't actually ask. We just go straight to Google and then just check out the place and see what people write. It's a very big difference in in that in
0: terms of consumers. I think it's some kind of a trust issue as well, is it? So the people like the baby boomers, they trust their friends, their family. So whatever their friends and family introduce them, they sure yeah, that's that must be good,
1: right? Yeah. Punky to take you know, yes. that kind. Yeah. So um yeah, I think consumer like how you see consumer experience should change in future. You could take like easy examples from Southeast Asia. Brands like Singapore Airlines. So why are people paying so much to go on Singapore Airlines? Because they know that the experience going on Singapore Airlines is so different. How they're gonna get is first class service, they're gonna be like like Wang Shang like that, you know? If you want to <laughs> what's, feel what's like Wang <laughs> shang? Like like a king. <laughs> like a king
0: okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you want to feel like a king and queen, right? You just go on Singapore, Singapore Airlines, Airlines and then you can travel. Like a
0: Singapore airline ads.
1: Uh I'm not uh, okay. <laughs> Singapore Airlines, if you wanna pay me, also can. <laughs> yeah but the next thing I think this one a lot of people can relate to is Haiti Lao. Have okay. you been to Haiti Lao? Yes, I did yeah. How was your experience? Tell me about I think,
0: it. I actually feel a little bit of uncomfortable from <laughs> their overly good service,
1: yeah, because people are not used to it I think yes. but after if if it's your like first or second time, you will feel uncomfortable, but then would you rather go to Haiti Lao rather than other you know steamboat mm, places? I think
0: not so much for me because. Food to me is just, you know, something to fill up the stomach. And then I'll just, I want I don't want to spend so much time in a restaurant. But what I observe is that a lot of people really enjoy their time, you know, yeah. spending one to two hours there because they, they want to feel the service, right? They want to experience, you know, yeah. the extraordinary service provided by tea Lao. Mm. So I think to me, uh, not so much, but to a lot of people, they, they would rather queue up for like hours just to enjoy the service. But I have no, not much comment about the food there.
1: Yeah, okay. If, if you're not about the food, okay, how about when you were waiting for that one or two hours, what was your experience? You know, in usual steamboat place, you're just like, wait, ayo, why why so long? One? And then you will be like, I can go other places. But why in Haiti, people are willing to sit there, you know, like one or two hours just to, to eat steamboat? Like, tell me why. Why is that happening?
0: Tila has a very, I think, extraordinary strategy on, you know, doing, I mean, they, they they treat the customers who are queuing for the service. I mean, queuing to go into their restaurant is very special. They they I think they do manicure, pedicure. They also provide massage chair. What they, what else do they do? They they give you quizzes and if you answer it right, they give you like special discount or something like that. Wow. So that's that's something that other people are not doing. And they they give you the, that kind of different experience even before you go into their restaurant. So I think this is something very strong and it's a very good competitive advantage that they have. So yeah, they they are all about the experience even before you become their customers.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that Haidilao. Although it's like they sell food, but they are actually you know doing pedicure and medical service, and then they are giving you entertainment. I think they have like the face changing, 变脸,
0: 四四川变脸. Ah uh, yeah, Sichuan face changing
1: (laughs) I don't know what is it called but yeah I think they do have that kind of performances like that is more towards entertainment and they are actually adding into the whole customer experience so they are combining
0: experience and food together yeah not just about restaurants that sell food
1: Exactly, and and in terms of that, when when you are being served very well, you get a very good impression. Even before you go into the restaurant, you are automatically feel like, "Wow, their food not bad, ah, because <laughs> you've been treated like you yes, know. It's it,
0: like a placebo effect that yeah. they have this somehow service; their things must be good. Yeah.
1: Mm. So so this is the small little consumer behavior things that changes in terms of customer experience. So um, I think for other than high tea, Lau, do you have any places in mind that could give you like that high quality service and you wouldn't mind changing, you know, wouldn't mind just going there for it.
0: Mm, I can't think of any right now, you know, because I'm a guy who I, I just want to get things done quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, I think a simple example for, I think a guy would actually experience is going to Uniqlo. Uniqlo. When they go in, they they will like, they will wish you like, welcome to Uniqlo. And then they are more, uh, how you say, they are more, they are more welcoming. Like when they say welcome. You feel
0: warm when you walk into a Uniqlo. Like everyone, even the promoters and the staff working there is like your friend. Yeah. they They smile at you and then they greet you. They help you carry your clothes sometimes or they pass you the basket, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think those are very small customer experience that enhance your your, your journey and experience when you're con- consuming their products or even looking at their products.
0: Yes, I, I think they they nail it. Mm. Uniqlo, they nail it. Because if if you go to some other local t-shirt shops, what they do is just the promoter will follow you with like, you have no personal space. Yeah, and, and a grumpy face. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to talk to you or introduce you about anything. They're just going to follow you around and it's not helping... Uh, to me it's not helping and it's not, I don't feel good walking into those shop and if I, if I just go to Uniqlo then I I feel quite happy and I, I just can shop on my own. You know, like Asian style we are, usually more like, we, we don't want to talk to people when when we want to buy clothes, right? Yeah,
1: yeah it, it, it feels like you are given the pressure to buy it because the person is there. For Uniqlo, they are going for a different approach. They are there to really help and they don't judge you. I love it when they don't have that face like, yeah, this person I think cannot afford one, you know, that kind of face. When you go into luxury stores, a lot of this kind of thing happens. So luxury Retail in future will be also very different. Like, how are they gonna put customer experience to put on more value into their their luxury, you know? Because even for people who can afford customer experience, they have to know that they're gonna pay a little bit more because it takes more time for companies to train people like that, to even source for performers to come in to perform like in Haiti Lao. So of course, I mean in terms of how much they're gonna pay, it's gonna be different, but how important it is that are you saving that few bucks? because you just want to save that few bucks or you want, to, you want to spend and invest in that few bucks to get loyal customers that come into your store.
0: Yes, I think other than retail, those traditional retail shops can also you know invest in technology like VR or AR branded shop. Like they, they can actually invest in developing an app that can let their customer try on the clothes or the sunglasses onto the app because you see as we talked about millennials and Gen Z just now they're more tech literate right they're good about tech and they want to you know experience this kind of stuff even before they walk into their shop right just like how they read reviews yeah. so even before they walk into their shop they want to try it maybe try their clothes or try their sunglasses on the app itself so if it's good then they will go to the store so I think business can also really take a look at how you can invest in technology to improve the business and, you know, to tackle this kind of consumer behavior.
1: Yeah, I think um this one, Sans, is very familiar of because he likes to stay at home and play a lot of VR games, <laughs> um Nintendo Switch, you know, PS4 and all that. So I am sure a lot of millennials, uh, they are more comfortable staying home, would you say that? Because they want to find convenience just within their own home. Yes,
0: Because it's so convenient right now, you know, food delivery, the app, and so on with all this technology around it's so easy to get things done even you're just at home so it's not like they they want to use the things it's because it's so convenient they much rather use the app rather than going out themselves which you still need to stuck in traffic jams and so on
1: also with that like um i think for millennials they are more towards looking for better change in terms of like do you, I, just now, I was talking to Sans. Okay, let me give you a backstory. And I told him, "Did you know something called free range meat?" And then he said, "What chicken? Free chicken? Something?"
0: <laughs> chicken run. <laughs> I I am not chicken too free sure. Run.
1: Yeah, he he wasn't sure like what free range meat is. So actually, I learned this when I was in Australia. I I actually met like um consumers that are willing to pay more to buy free range eggs. So I was like, "Huh? Eggs only war." <laughs> Like what's what's a free range? Yeah, exactly. What's free range eggs? So after that, I did my own research to actually understand that. Oh, okay. Free range eggs is the chickens are not in their coops and they are just running around in a farm or something, and then that is where they create more. I mean, it of course they have eggs, and it symbolizes a factor that they are they are more free and freedom, and not in a coop. So when you are eating whatever that they are producing, like their eggs and and maybe dairy products like milk and all that, it's more towards a positive um, benefit to us as humans consuming it, we feel like, oh yeah, we are not trapped in a cage or
0: things like that. Happy course, chicken, happy egg, <laughs> happy consumer. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 I think um, San said it very correctly that way. But I was also amazed on how people would rather spend more money doing that because I'm sure in terms of um, farming these chickens running around is more expensive than putting them into a coop and letting them lay eggs yes, and all that. I,
0: I think people now care about how a business run behind their, you know, behind the scene, how they operate the business. So so why do they care about this kind of how the chicken run, running free inside the <laughs> coop or something? Yeah. It's because they, they want to know what's, what they are consuming. What's the backstory behind the products that they are eating? Mm. You know, they put inside their body. They want to know what's behind it. So if the chicken is allowed to run free in the farm and so on, they, they will, of course they, they feel happy. The chicken feel happy. So the eggs produced is Having a positive vibes, <laughs> yeah. and when you eat it, you will feel happier. Yes, yeah, yeah, of
1: course, I haven't like done any scientific, uh, scientific research yet, because in Malaysia, I think it's very hard for us to find free-range eggs.
0: Yes, but in in fact, um, when I went visit Taiwan, the tourists told me there's a lot of free-range eggs. Oh, there. Yeah. okay, because they have a lot of farmers doing this kind of things.
1: You see, even farmers are are trying to make a change to animal abuse and all that. So. In terms of how we are seeing things, we are trying to make it better, I would say. I mean, better is a very big keyword for whatever that we are saying Towards a better place, towards a better world, towards a better environment. Better is a word that we can use whenever you are thinking of any campaigns or thinking of just helping, you know, for the better.
0: Or more like showing kindness. You know, animals, they are still a living thing, right? So instead of just blindly slaughtering them for profits, for money... What you can do is you know let them have the freedom that they deserve, and by the time you slaughter it or when you harvest the eggs from them, at least it's done in a kind way i mean a better a more way humanly yes, a more humanly yeah, way yeah
1: i of course, a lot of people are more are going more towards vegan vegan diets and all that i I also see this change i right? yes. I think ten years ago, I don't even know what. <laughs> Okay, if there's any environmentalists out there, right? You will hate us, yes. but please hate just sense. Okay, I'm trying my best <laughs> not to eat so much meat, but for like us now, we are looking at vegan skincare, like cruelty free con. Like, uh what what do you call it? Co- cosmetics, yeah. Cruelty free cosmetics are are into are in trend. Like people are trying to use more of that rather than those big brands that are not doing this. And then another frequent one that we have seen since. The this era, the 21st era is we are trying to buy and consume coffee, chocolate, more daily use products that are fair trade. Like we have this fair trade cert that we usually would see on their packaging and if they have that fair trade cert, it does mean that whatever that they are sourcing for, like for example, if they are sourcing for coffee, the coffee farmers are actually paid in a more ethical way, in a more ethical...
0: They get the pay that they really deserve yes, instead yes. of squeezing them from big suppliers. Yeah,
1: and also like child labour and all that is actually very frequent in... in in coffee and, and chocolate and all that. I'm sure there are a lot out there, but all I can think of in my mind right now, my peanut mind right now, it's, it's only, yeah, coffee and chocolate. So in, in terms of like how we are buying things, it's changing in, in a lot of ways. Like imagine all those competitors in the supermarket, but you're choosing for the one that has this fair trade logo on it.
0: Yes, you, you know you are doing something good even just by buying their products. You know, the, the workers are paying what they deserve and they're not getting squeezed off from the big suppliers. So people are actually going towards that kind of products because it, it makes them feel good. So it, it all comes down to the experience once again. So when they buy these kind of fair trade products, they have the experience of actually helping. It's like a doing charity. It's like chari- charity with pride.
1: I, I'm not too sure is it called charity with pride, <laughs> but hopefully our <laughs> listeners do understand what you're trying to to express right now. But yeah... um. Yeah, I think what Sans is trying to say is that we have to be more conscious about our purchases. So purchases means everything, even things that we use every day. Even our toothpaste, you know, like our toothpaste, we have to, it is always in a box. I don't know what the bo- box is for, you know. But um, for people that are more aware of how to not purchase or patronize brands that are using boxes, they would rather go for those that they are not in the box because you really just don't do anything with a box, right? I don't know why, from the start to the end, I still don't know why you need a box or a toothpaste.
0: Yes, because I think previously the marketing and the, how, how they market their products is through the packaging itself. So if you have a good looking packaging, then definitely people will be attracted to it. So they will buy the one with good packaging. But this thing is changing. People actually see the more materials you use in the packaging, they're actually feeling like a waste and it's actually not doing the earth any good.
1: Yeah, the only thing while well, you're saying that, the only thing I can remember is that during um my primary school days, our teachers would say, "Oh yeah, you save the box, and we can do bus cola." <laughs> <laughs> if you remember box. but I remember I remember us using the box to recycle yeah, yeah but that's the only thing I can think of yes,
0: but I think it's good because you, you still can use the box for something else
1: yeah like,
0: I b- by a building a, busker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a bus la. yeah but for us and craft definitely but I don't think it is like a major thing that you should
0: yes in fact I think recently they what was trending is that they actually have those kind of packaging yeah,
1: shops zero, that, yeah Zero zero waste, yeah. yeah. You
0: you have to bring your own containers, you bring your own box and so on. You go and go there and fill up your box. They have like biscuit, they have like cookies and so on. They don't give you any kind of packaging, so you can just bring your own containers there. I think this is a good approach. Yeah. You know, one thing is that the, the business they save costs, you also save costs, and we are not doing harm to the environment.
1: Yeah, i actually seen a lot of this business coming up and down. But in the next few years, I do see a very big opportunity on people going towards that direction. If So if any listeners out there, you want to start a business, think of this direction instead.
0: Yes, definitely. So to wrap things up a bit, let's share about what you can do to tackle this kind of change in consumer behavior in 2020 and beyond. First, you have to pay attention to any kind of going green approach. Make sure you don't waste any plastic, any papers and make sure to communicate that well to your target audience. And second, make sure you pay well to your suppliers, workers, employees, manufacturers and whoever is involved in your supply chain.
1: Because the consumers are listening and if you don't, then goodbye to your loyal customers.
0: Yes. And the last one is to reduce packaging waste if you can if you are producing goods that you are going to sell in like markets, malls, try to reduce packaging as much as possible because people are so concerned about the waste they are producing every day.
1: And also something that uh, you haven't mentioned is customer experience. I do see how it's going to change consumer behavior in future and it's a very big slice for a lot of brands to think about on how to enhance their brand to relate and to bring value into consumers that are patronizing their store or being loyal to their brand because consumer experience is going to change a major part of the decision making process and for whatever you do remember how Hai Tilao is is just a food and beverage company, but they are adding performance and entertainment into their business. So I don't think there is any limitations at all for any business to do something that is very unconventional and not in their industry, because there is always space to explore and learn.
0: Yes, I think have courage to do things differently. Yeah, that people are now nowadays people are more acceptable to you know, unconventional methods of marketing or message. So, you know, go all out, go all in.
1: Yeah, I personally love it. I love seeing how brands are changing and how they are putting something very, very surprising into their business process or into their business model, in fact. Because these are the things that changes you and your competitors out there. There are so many competitors, so many brands. And how are you going to stand out? Is something very important you should think about.
0: So listen, today we talk a lot about, you know, how people think about the brands, you know, the backstory behind brands. That there's a lot of thinking involved in this kind of consumer behavior today.
1: Okay, I think one thing we Something very important that we didn't mention, I'm so sorry, but this is something that I have to highlight, is for the minorities out there that gotten their voice in this era. Like when I was 14 years old, which is like 10 years ago, I remembered and I witnessed how the internet rise so high to how it is today and the media really did and how the media is so important to us and to all the minorities out there nowadays. So I've seen how feminism works. I've seen how women are so empowered nowadays. I've seen how disabled people are getting their voice and getting more opportunities in platforms that hasn't existed before. Just look at Starbucks. The Starbucks in Palau Tikus or Kalawai Road, I'm not too sure. They did open a special, only the only one in Penang, to support the deaf and dumb community. So that Starbucks is operated by the deaf and dumb. And how are they making coffee? How are they learning? And this is a very good platform to make them realize that they are very important to whoever in this world and to any society or anyone at all so they don't feel neglected or left out. And most importantly, I've seen the LGBTQ community rise in this 10 years. I mean, 10 years ago, I don't even know what is this. And 10 years today, there are even countries that are accepting same-sex marriage. I mean, this is a very big change for all of us. And for any brands or businesses, if you want to make change happen, look into these communities. They really need a platform and they, they need to get their voice heard.
0: Yes, I think this is very important for all businesses to really take note of this community because to be honest, this group of people, they are consumers too, right? So you have to cater your messaging, cater your platform, your operations, your staff, your shops to this group of people to make sure they are properly treated in the same way as we do. We are all human right here. So before we end, we want to share a little bit hint on what we are going to cover in our next episode. It will be something around mental health.
1: In the next episode that will be out in the first week of New Year in 2020, we will be sharing how to actually get the right mindset and to start your New Year's resolutions, right? I'm sure... New
0: Year, new me. <laughs> We're going to get your mindset right. Yeah. So that get you prepared to conquer the whole year.
1: Yeah, n- not only the year itself, I think it's a new era. It's it's going to be very different and a mindset is very important and we all know that mental health is also something that influences how our mindset works. So in the next episode, we are going to talk about, of course, mental health and how to really get the right mindset to kickstart your year and your era.
0: Yes, so I think this is about it.
1: Before we end, we would like to thank every one of you out there listening. And of course, 2019 is also coming to an end right now. We would like to wish you a very happy new year. Get a good rest and take some alcohol. or No alcohol, <laughs> coffee is fine too. And yeah, kickstart your year with a bang.
0: Please follow us at Facebook, Instagram, and our social media handle is my.
1: We are also on TikTok, remember TikTok. Ah.
0: And we are signing out. This is Sen
1: And this is Deanna. Goodbye Goodbye. and enjoy your year.
0: Happy New Year.